0: Welcome to the Inspired by Adventure podcast, bringing you the adventure across the airwaves. Here's your host, Cole Watkins. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Inspired by Adventure. My name is Cole Watkins, and I'm coming to you today from our podcast studio in Augusta, Georgia. And my guest today is nearly 10,000 miles away in Sri Lanka. Let me introduce wildlife ranger, Marlon Bulljeans. How are you doing today, Marlon? Hi, Cole. hi. I'm doing great, how are you? I should, I should probably ask how you're doing tonight. So, what's on what time Tonight, yeah, it's,
1: it's good morning for you and good evening for me, right?
0: That's right, that's right. So 10,000 miles away, and we're still able to get on a call like this. So this is really cool. We really appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, you spent some time uh, being a wildlife ranger for the Augusta, I'm sorry, for the Aggressor Safari Lodges in Sri Lanka and um yeah we just want to hear a little bit about your story and a little bit about how you got into being a wildlife ranger and maybe uh toward the end you could tell us about some of your favorite uh, wildlife encounters sure
1: let's do this okay uh, i was like uh, born and raised in sri lanka and sri lanka it's a small village uh, on the west part of the country called Horana. so uh, it's it's uh, it's actually a uh, an, an interesting area surrounded by wildlife as well, which made me uh, what I am at the moment. You know, like oh. uh, from my little days, I was like running on the streets—not the streets that, that you have. That like, these are like jungles, and you know, yeah. going fishing with friends, and you know, that inspired me a lot. So I I wanted to uh, you know have a better understanding of what uh, my surroundings are. So that's why I I like went went more and reached more. And st- started uh, studying about these uh, nature and wildlife activities.
0: So that's so, something that, that just that you were interested in at a young age. Was there a particular animal or something that you saw a, a ton, you know, around your your village that that really got? You I mean, so
1: I was really uh, like fond of, uh, to be honest, dinosaurs, and yeah. reptiles. Yeah. So from that, you know, i i I mean, I, I mean I've been looking for. I've been really uh, looking for a, a live one. So I was a couple of years after I realized they, they actually went extinct. So, you know, like lizards, uh, these eagles, they, they, they all have uh, some sort of uh, similar behavior like these like prehistoric animals. So, yeah, from that going uh, forward, I like started learning about uh, all sorts of uh, different species and, you know, I ended up studying about them. I mean, in, in school also. Uh, funny stories Uh, after even I'm coming back from school I used to bring small snails home I mean my mother will be always like blaming me about this why are you bringing these animals home you know I I started biology and then uh, after school also I uh, started studying natural sciences Uh, I mean There was no big ambitions. I just wanted to learn about these animals. That's it. That's about it. There's no career or anything. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. So when you say... Go ahead. No, I mean, uh, university times, uh, while I was studying, I used to be an EMT. Uh, Oh, really? So, yes. So, again, I I used to work for the company for about two years. Uh, But, you know, like what I am studying and what I did uh, as a job, there's no uh, similarities. So at one point, uh, some offers from different companies and I chose. at that time, there was a leading company, a safari company. So I got a big offer from uh, them. And uh, that's where I started my journey to become uh, where I, I am now.
0: How, how old were you when you got that first job there?
1: Oh, uh, you mean uh, the para, uh,
0: EMT job? Uh, no, the, the first wildlife job.
1: Wildlife. That was in two thousand and
0: fourteen. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So st- I mean, be- that that's that. Actually, from that point onwards, I I got I started getting paid doing my hobbies. Even before that, I mean, I used to go with my friends camping, hiking. You know, wildlife safaris. Yeah. So that is my hobby, and it became uh, started. Uh, you know, I started making money out of it
0: i i have a similar similar story with uh kayaking here that's that's interesting yeah it's always really? yeah it's always interesting how you can uh turn make money from doing your favorite hobbies yes yes
1: uh, i cool. mean at the end of the day you don't feel exhausted doing it. you just enjoy every second of it
0: that's right no and can say this you know that's right you're making new friends and showing people's things that you like i can relate to that big time for sure well that's yes. cool so um so tell me about when you um, first started to uh, get involved with the Aggressor Safari Lodge.
1: So uh, yeah, I was at that time again. Uh, I was working for another company at that time, and uh, unfortunately, I had a back pain. I was like, uh, I mean, because of my back pain, uh, my doctors advised me to uh, rest for for a year in a row. So uh, I was like resting for five months and. In Sri Lanka, we have our own Ayurvedic medicine. So because of that, I got cured uh, like within five months. So I actually uh, involved my uh, the previous company to you know look look. Uh, I mean, take care of me. So because of that, I I gave my resignation, and uh, then I heard about uh, Aggressor Safari Lodge. Then uh, I went and met uh, David, uh, you know David Home and. Uh, he actually, uh, he, I, I went and, uh, you know, did a small tour in the lodge and uh, I was really
0: happy about the surrounding area and everything. So I said yes. Yeah. And so uh, for, for the people that have never been to the Safari Lodge or, you know, maybe listening today that have not actually uh, traveled um, to a Safari Lodge at all, could you tell, tell us what the, the Aggressor Safari Lodge is like? Uh,
1: the Aggressor Safari Lodge is situated in uh, the northwestern part of the country, called uh, a small area called Vilpattu. That is also surrounded by jungles, and we the lodge is actually situated by a, a, a main river stream. So there are, if you take about wildlife, even in the river there is plenty of biodiversity, starting from bird life, then huge crocs, fish, you name it. Even at the property, there are like very. Uh, Uh, endemic animals, interesting animals, very rare animals like uh, lorises. Uh, Have you heard about lorises? Small. It's kind of like a bush baby without a tail. Uh, Nocturnal jungle cats, rusty spotted cats, you know, like all sorts of rare ones. And again, beautiful animals like peacocks, jungle fowls. It's early mornings and evenings. It's like paradise, you know, animals everywhere. So uh, the tented tents are also like uh, they have their own weaves. Uh, uh, some have uh, the jungle weave, some
0: have bush weave. So like that, uh, it's unique. Very, it very much is, and uh, there's a restaurant and a pool there. That's there at the. Uh, yes, there's a restaurant, there's a
1: pool, and it's we actually when we were, when we built the the lodge we didn't do uh, any big damages to the the wildlife around it. So. I mean, that's the, the animals' areas that we invaded. And, uh, you know, like we went there and we live with animals. So with less uh, disturbance, we prefer like operating inside. Again, attracting animals into the property also, that's kind of like our main thing because we also enjoy looking at animals, you know, like uh, those kind of things.
0: Right. And um, wh- what all type of, uh, let's see, let's hold on. I had a question, and I, I lost it. Jeez,
1: sorry about that.
0: No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, uh, okay, so uh, tell us, tell us uh, w- with uh, the other safari lodges or, or safari companies that you worked with compared to Aggressor, how did it? Was it? How did the the Aggressor Safari Lodge stack up against some of the other companies?
1: Um yeah i mean uh, with the different companies we were mainly focusing only on wildlife with aggressors there's a, a small difference because you know uh, it's it's a unique uh, itinerary we had because it's it's not all about wildlife we'll be covering uh, like a huge amount of the travel for the wildlife but uh, there is like we will be taking uh, our guests to i mean just to give you an idea of what sri lanka is you know it's not only the wildlife we have a big history we have culture we have art we have our own medicines and like that we at the end of the day we like before before our uh, before the travelers leave they'll have a good understanding about uh, what sri lanka is
0: so, so they 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 get to experience the culture of, of sri lanka and and, yes. and see some of these different things that maybe the other safari lodges that are around uh, the country aren't doing that's very cool I didn't realize that exactly so so yes I
1: mean uh, mean, like uh, you know like within the country there are like uh, people focus on one thing let's say if uh, if the hotel is in a cultural area they they do only the cultural trips if it's uh, near a wildlife area they do wildlife tours but with aggressors people don't have to you know travel two days here two days there there's no like uh, big traveling so at within uh, like staying at one place, they cover, ev-
0: uh, I mean, not everything, but uh, most of it. Very cool. And uh, so so now let's talk about a little bit about how like, the operation would work uh, with the, the Jeep safaris. Um, we've already talked about the lodge. So I know you guys get up pretty early so you guys can get to the parks uh, to be the first ones in, is that right?
1: Yes, I mean, we prefer being uh, the
0: first or uh, within the
1: first bunch of vehicles that goes inside the park. The, the main reason is, you know, the, the animals are also very active early mornings or evenings. Because after it's like, uh, after about 7, 7.30, it becomes really hot. Not during the rainy days, but in a normal dry dry, uh, dry zone area, dry day, uh, it's really hot. So the animals will also cease their activity activities and they'll uh, go find their shelters. So we want to have the animals at their best. That's why uh, we leave early morning. Again, according to the uh, the Sri Lankan rules, uh, the national parks opens from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if we can go inside, I mean, if they allow us to go inside uh, before six, we will be uh, up before that. Uh, you know, uh, like go there to become the first vehicle to go inside, being the first. Uh, Being the first vehicle also, we get uh, the undisturbed wildlife Mm -hmm. on the sides or in the middle of the road most of the time. So it's like, you know, early birds gets the worms first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And tell us a uh, little bit about the national parks that they take you to.
1: Uh, So with aggressors, we go to Vilpatu in Sri Lanka. That is the, the biggest national park. So in Sri Lanka, we have two main uh, national parks called Yala and Vilpatu. Yala is towards, uh, I mean, uh, uh, southeast and Vilpatu is uh, northwest. So, comparatively, Yala is the most popular, but uh, traffic wise, in Yala it's, it's crowded. So it's, you see uh, vehicles more than animals. Uh-huh. Uh, but in Vilpatu, it's more private. There's no uh, mobile phone reception. And uh, like in Yala, there's plenty of reception. So if there's a sighting, people, the bird will go out and there will be like a bunch of vehicles driving uh, towards the sighting. Ah, good point. Disturb. If, you get a, if you get a sighting, that's your exclusive sighting. And you can, uh, I mean, if, if, if you know how to do the drive, if you don't disturb the animal, it will behave uh, uh, like naturally when we have to keep the distance and observe the animal's behavior. So, yeah. Uh, These national parks were, you know, uh, Sri Lanka used to be a colonial uh, country back in the day. So in uh, 1948, we had our independence. So these national parks were used for hunting purposes back in the day. So uh, even now there are like, uh, the hunting is illegal now, uh, poaching. So they they actually divided these national parks into couple of blocks in block one, block two, control the hunting, you know, like uh, in January, February, you can hunt in block one. Another two, uh, next two months, block two, like that, to control the the animal population. So in in 100, they have actually named uh, Vilpatu as a nature reserve, and 1938, if I'm not mistaken, they have named these as national parks. From that day onwards, these are like uh, the areas belongs to animals. We were just visitors, you know, like going and observing their behavior.
0: Awesome. And uh, you guys also go up to Minneriya, is that right? Yes.
1: Minneriya is different comparing with Vilpatu. Uh, I already said the Vilpatu is the biggest national park. Comparatively, I mean, if you look at the Sri Lankan map also, you, you'll see Vilpatu in a huge area, but Minneriya is kind of like a tiny area. So these are uh, Minneriya is situated in the north central province. So, north central province is our first kingdom during our king's days. So our kings, they actually uh, were really good at building tanks, huge water reservoirs. We call them tanks, not lakes. In Sri Lanka, we don't have natural big lakes like you do. They're all huge uh, water reservoirs are man-made, built by our ancient king, kings. So Minneriya is uh, one of uh, a big tank made by a king called Datu Sena. So because of that lake, because of that tank, the surrounding area, it became a jungle and water plus food attracted animals. So min is mainly fa- famous for elephants. So when uh, the surrounding area is uh, dry, there's still water remaining in these reservoirs. It's not only min area. There's like uh, nearby, there are it's, there's min area, there's kawdula, there's habarana like that, small tanks. I, I mean, there are elephant corridors connecting all these uh, you know, elephant corridors are like jungle patches connecting all uh, these uh, reservoirs. Okay. So, animals have the freedom of migrating, you know, walking from one to another. So, during the dry season, they just come towards, uh, gather towards these watering areas because there's plenty of food and water. And again, uh, when the females come, the males will also follow. So, during uh, June, July, August, that's kind of like the peak of the dry season, we call, uh, there's thing called uh, gathering happening. So uh, that's the biggest uh, Asian elephant gathering in the world, if I'm not mistaken. But in Sri Lanka, it's definitely the highest amount of elephants you can see at one place. So uh, in in a season, you'll be able to see uh, average 400,
0: uh, 500 elephants from stand. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Do, do you see, so yeah, I know Muniria is more known for the Asian elephant population, but do you, I know you, you can see some elephants in uh, Willapattu as well. Do you see yes. a, a variety of different things that are only at one of the other parks or is it kind of, you're going to, you could potentially see. Uh, the,
1: yeah, the animals are there. The thing is, uh, you know, Muniria is mainly, it depends with what animal you want to see let's say you are, you want to uh, have a look at a leopard mm-hmm. I mean these animals they, they don't perform that's I have to tell this they don't perform so it's our luck if the animals want us to see them they'll come out and you know show us themselves otherwise you know it, it, that's actually a really nice thing about these wildlife ranging. it's like it's not like you're going on a zoo and you know stopping at the leopard cage and ah, there's a leopard it's not yeah. like that. If you're really lucky, you'll be able to, but density wise, there's a good chance of uh, having a nice sighting. So if you're really uh, into big cats, uh, let's say leopards, Vilpatu is the best place. And again, in Vilpatu, you'll be able to see bear. In Sri Lanka, we have one species of bear called sloth bear. Vilpatu is the ideal best place. uh, I mean, comparing with Yala also, I would say Vilpatu is the best place because it's uh, the ideal, Climate and you know the terrains for uh, bear activities, termite mounds, and you know, plenty of for them. Okay, so bear will put uh, bear and uh, leopards will but herds
0: of elephants mean area. Do you have? Uh, I, I would imagine for anyone who's not used to seeing elephants or leopards, that's right off the bat going to be your favorite thing to see because it's something, yes, so large, so intimidating. Um, is there any other uh, animals besides those two that are probably easy to say that would you would consider your favorite thing to see that you get most excited about in either of those two parks?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, even uh, before I go on a drive, I start a drive. I do a small briefing about this because you know everyone comes and you know they ask, they tells me like I want to see a leopard, I want to see elephants, I want to see this and that. You know, it's not we, we can't guarantee these animals, and again, these are the hardest animals. But I have to say there are harder, I mean, harder animals than a leopard. I mean, you if you do like four drives in a row, you will have at least one sighting of a, a leopard. But there are, like, if you do uh, like 30 drives, you won't be able to see a jungle cat. You won't be able to see a rusty spotted cat. So these are like small cats that we have in the country uh, that, you know, like it's really rare to see them. But from that, uh, I mean, in general, the wildlife is amazing. Again, it's not you know pointing your finger and telling the animal's name. It's uh, how they behave. So if you get to know how uh, the interesting ways of the animals behave, you'll uh, you know keep uh, you. I mean, you'll remember the animal for life. Let's say a hornbill. So it's a it's a prehistoric uh, looking big bird with beak, and on top of the beak there's another part. We call it the cask. These animals are mates for life and there's plenty of strange activities happening in between these male and female. So when we observe these animals, these birds, I mean, uh, I, I had, I had uh, people coming and wanted, wanting to see leopards, but end of the drive, they go home, I mean, talking about they, at end of the, they have seen a leopard also, but they always talk about hornbills. Like that uh, situation can be different.
0: There's so much to see that I imagine people will get surprised by seeing some of the things that they did not expect to see. And that yes. kind of can make the trip a little bit. Well, since we're talking yes. about animals, do you have uh, any particular um, really great wildlife encounters that you that you think you'll remember for your lifetime? As many of you, have, yeah, as many of the encounters yeah. you have seen, <laughs> do oh. you have any that stand out?
1: Stand out, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's... Uh... No, like with guests, there are plenty of, uh, I'll, I'll tell some stories that happened to me uh, while on drives in a vehicle, but on food, there are plenty of dangerous things. I almost died a couple of times, okay. uh, not with guests, but uh, with some of my friends. Okay. Uh, yeah, one time, uh, let's see what, what what story I was going to tell. I was surrounded by a herd of elephants and, uh, you know, the vehicle also uh, gave some engine trouble and I, I was unable to move from that uh, area. So the a herd of elephants uh, surrounded me, uh, was about to charge and luckily they didn't charge. And uh, lucky for me, another difference, the second driver appeared, you know, in Vilpattu, uh, you don't see a vehicle uh, for, for hours sometimes. So it's uh, it's that was uh, my luck, you know. The second vehicle came and my engine was not starting. So I was surrounded by these elephants. A family was with me. Uh, so yeah, I, I told the driver to you know stay there and uh, rev the engine uh, until uh, I got down and pushed the push the vehicle uh, push start, and somehow I got the engine started and. Uh, Flew the area, you know, fled from the elephants. Wow, <laughs> that's one. Uh, on foot, uh, this was not without guests. But uh, on foot, I was doing a, a small bush walk with some of my friends, uh, local friends, and uh, I ended up uh, getting a really close encounter with two leopards, a mating pair. Oh, really? a mate, huge, huge leopards. You know, we actually kept our distance. Uh, like looking through the trees, and we—I have the whole thing videoed actually.
0: Wow! <laughs> I'm glad they didn't oh, yeah.
1: see. <laughs> every day is different. Every day is adventurous. You will see uh, different things every day when you are in the jungle.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, every sighting—you don't. There's no. Uh, there's no same thing happening again when it comes to wildlife. Uh, every even though you take the drive on the same roads, everything is different. Very cool.
0: Um, One other thing that I've always seen, you know, I I put together the the videos here and run the social media here at Aggressor, so I get to see all these great images coming through in the video clips, and uh, one thing that's always impressed me, and one thing I really want to do if I ever get to go over over that way to Sri Lanka, is go to uh, Sigiriya Rock, and I hope I didn't butcher the name. Did I say that okay? Is it Sigiriya? Sigiriya Rock. Could you tell us about that? because? For what I see, it's a giant rock formation and it looks like you can climb, you, I know you can climb all the way to the top. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh I mean, geographically speaking, uh, we call that kind of uh, uh, rocks inselberg. so millions of years back because of uh, the core pressure. Uh, the soft rock, it, because of the pressure, it pushes up. So, years after, the soft rock will erode and the hard rock will remain. That's how in a plain area, you know, Seagre is situated in a, in a plain area, there's no big mountains nearby. So, it's all of a sudden, it's a, a huge rock standing up. So, because that that, like, it, it actually formed millions of years back and uh, the soft things, soft rocks eroded and uh, now the hard hard rock stands, it's granite, uh, mm-hmm. metamorphosis. Uh, and then uh, historically speaking that uh, there is actually plenty of history uh, i mean arguments going on about sigiriya but uh, everyone believes that uh, it used to be a fortress of a king king called kashyapa so uh, long story short he killed his uh, father and his younger brother was looking for uh, king kashyapa to get revenge somehow the younger brother went uh, fled to india to escape from his brother, because in the beginning, the brother was also looking for his younger brother to kill him. Ooh. so He fled to India. Meanwhile, uh, King Kashyapa came to the rock area, and he found the area as a... He actually saw the area as a fortress, so he somehow, uh, you know, created a fortress. There's a big uh, ruins of a, uh, an ancient uh, fortress on top of the rock as well as on the, at the base of the rock. So uh, yeah, he was living uh, a really, uh, you know, like even with all the, uh, what do you call the uh, risks from like about to happen from his brother, he lived uh, a very luxurious life from, from the ruins that are like, uh, water gardens, uh, boulder gardens, flower gardens and nice, and uh, excuse me uh, and also uh, you know, uh, the weapons of mass destruction they had uh, big, big rocks uh, like about to leave uh, you, you know, like uh, rocks, rock forest on top, big rocks, so if there's like an invasion coming, they can push the rocks from above. So there will be uh, a large number of people uh, deaths at the bottom. So like that, like using, or even from the fossil records, we, we like, uh, I actually, in my, in university, I did a, a research, uh, like, around sea C- so we found, like, uh, fossils of uh, elephants, horses, that means they have uh, used uh, these kind of animals for their uh, buildings and, you know, like uh, transport and everything. Again,
0: some
1: some technologies, it's really hard to believe how they did that. Still, we don't have proof how they did. For example, they have somehow, there are fountains on top of the rock. There are pools on top of the rock. And in the rainy season, these are still functional. I mean, there's, there's something happening underneath and we still don't know what's going on.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
1: Everything is destroyed because, you know, Sri Lanka, we had lots of invasions come from foreign countries. Yeah.
0: Wow. And uh, so now Sigiriya is kind of kind of like a tourist uh, thing, right? And people hike up to it. How long does it take to hike yes. to the top? Uh,
1: I mean, uh, we again, in Sigiriya, uh, with aggressors, we leave early morning. So we will be there around nine and uh, you know straight away like with enjoying all the caves and paintings and everything it takes about let's say three hours up and down. Okay okay very cool. It's
0: uh, average thousand steps. Okay so so bring your, uh, your tennis shoes huh? <laughs> yeah definitely. No high heels. <laughs> yeah oh. no high heels. Um, so uh, one other thing I uh, wanted to ask you about, and um, if you can, tell me a little bit about Project Orange Elephant. Um, they, they
1: basically what they do is they, to prevent the, the human-elephant conflict, uh, there are plenty of experiments going on you know, to, to keep the elephants away. Sometimes they give uh, these, the, the crops that the, the elephants dislike. So in here, they give uh, the villagers orange trees. So because of the thorns and the people believe uh, elephants don't like uh, they, they'll keep their distance from orange trees so because of that they'll not come near and there's another thing happening with bees they don't like the the sound of beehives so if you, if you have uh, beehives uh, like nearby the elephants will keep their distance from them so that's yeah. how not 100 uh, percent you know like a guaranteed project because we are talking about wild animals. They they will find their way somehow around. Yeah. So just minimize the human elephant conflict. These things uh, people come up with these ideas and they will uh, you know experiment on these things.
0: It's very interesting that uh, you know an orange tree and a beehive could could keep uh, elephants away just from I guess the scent of the yes. citrus and then being That's afraid. of That's why to I the told stone. you. I mean
1: they don't work hundred percent, but you know sometimes it'll work because yeah. in the beginning started using uh, the government started using electric fences Okay. Uh, because of the electric fence they thought the animals will keep uh, their habitat i mean they, they live inside the jungles without coming out but you know the elephants are really smart animals they somehow these wooden poles they know somehow found that these wooden poles are not electrified so what they did they came and pushed the wooden pole down, and so so the whole fence came down with it. They can easily walk through it. Wow! So like that, they somehow find their way. It's a, a never-ending battle with these animals.
0: Well, that that is very cool to hear about a little bit there about Project Orange Elephant, because not only is it you know um, keeping the keeping the elephants safe and keeping uh, the the farms protected, but it's also finding a new way to get some of those farmers an extra. Uh, a little some 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 funds from selling a new new crop it's very interesting well uh marlon uh, uh this call has been really interesting uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up uh i mean or in, uh, or, or invite invite people that are listening today to come come see uh visit sri lanka yeah, for, definitely for
1: um, i mean yeah there's plenty of things to see. this like uh, and like, how, how, like, a half an hour is not enough to explain uh, what's happening in the country. So, this is just, you know, like uh, touching the surface and, you know, just a small idea of what the what our country is and what we do with aggressors. So, yeah, I mean, if you come here, you will never regret it. That's, uh, you know, what I have to say at the end.
0: <laughs> there we go. You Can't get anything better than that. Well, uh, Marlon, yeah. I appreciate you being on. And if I ever come over there to Sri Lanka, I'm going to thank you in for contact. having me i'm gonna get in contact with you we'll we'll go out and show me some stuff does that sound good <laughs> all right cool all right thanks marlon we will talk to you soon and uh thanks everyone for uh tuning in for another episode of inspired by adventure podcast we will see you next time Bye thanks for tuning into the inspired by adventure podcast we hope you enjoyed the show If you haven't already, please subscribe through iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time.